once again, as we gather for the Eucharist, we always hear that first portion of our celebration and is the Liturgy of the Word, Liturgy of the Word of God. God offers us instructions and guidance. And so when we look today in our first reading, it is the continuation of the story of Tobit, his son Tobiah. It's a story also of how Tobiah is on the way to a city called Media in Persia to retrieve the father's investment for him. But also, as we see how God sends an angel to guide him, Archangel Raphael, and also what happens there. And so we have the story that unfolds. Yesterday, as you remember, we heard Tobit's prayer filled with grief. He's kind of, what does he say to the Lord? Lord, I know that you have been so good to me, but I also know that I and my descendants, all my people, my people, have not been faithful to you. And so, in a way, I welcome the consequences. I know that I have been robbed of, of my livelihood possessions. I lost my eyesight. And I'm not too sure. I don't want to even continue to live. I just want to take me, take me away, take me home. I don't want to continue to live anymore. And so as there's, there's this profound prayer rising from the heart of Tobit's, yes, filled with sorrow, sadness, and yet placing himself at the hands of God. But you do it. It's not up to me. I want you to just take my life because the life is miserable. And I, there's really no way out of the situation in which I find myself. But then we also hear the prayer of Sarah. You know, Sarah, um, under the spell of evil, under the influence of the evil one, she's not able to, to have her marriage for seven husbands, and each one on the night of the wedding, he dies. And so it is the, uh, the misery that she experiences, not only because of the death of the husbands, but also even her servant. She accuses her of being possessed by the devil. He says, you're the murderer of your, of your husbands. Grief, she doesn't want to continue to live, almost on the, almost on the verge of suicide. And yet she asks God, he says, I can't do this. I cannot hurt my father. I cannot hurt him and put him to misery, even though I don't want to live. But then she turns again to prayer, and out of the cry of her heart, she blesses God, surrenders herself to him. And then we know that the, the Lord hears the prayers, and this is the key today for, that, for, for, for our readings, how God responds to a prayer of a cry from the heart. Both Tobit, Sarah, it's a cry from the heart. And so he, the Lord sends him grace and some special visible help. And that help is given to him through, through Raphael. So Raphael is sent to Tobiah. Tobiah is on the way to media to retrieve the father's investment. So at least you have something to live on the family will have something to live on. And, 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 and it's a dangerous, perilous journey. And so the Lord sends angel special protection for Tobiah. But not only this archangel, this archangel was guiding Tobiah, but he also leads him to Raguel's house. And there, you know, uh, 
is Tobiah and sees Sarah. She looks very beautiful to him. And he says, you tell Raguel, I want her to be my wife. I want her to be my wife. And so he says to Tobiah, the angels, he prays to, to, this, to his friend, uh, the angel that is guardian angel, to take care of him. And of course, Raguel overhears the conversation. He says, look, she's yours if you wish. She's yours. But, but we have to remember there's something not right with her because seven husbands already, uh, she was not able to, to even, even experience their love because, because uh, the evil, evil one who possesses her has killed her husbands. So he's honest, he's honest and open. And yet um, this not, is not discouraging Tobiah at all not discouraging, he, was, he knows his very close friend, the Archangel, this Archangel Gabriel, this escort that he has received divine for providence. He knows what he wishes because he's a man of faith. He's a man of faith. And so he asks for whatever belongs to him, obviously, you know, the investments that the father had, but he also wants to have, before even the celebration, he wants to have Sarah as his wife. And so he asks for her hand. He receives, you know, with the blessing of the father and the mother. And then we have this beautiful, beautiful prayer where, you know, Tobiah understands the peril, but he surrenders himself and her in prayer before this wedding night. So there they are. The contract is drafted according to Law's law of Moses. They fulfill the the, the, the men of women of covenant, they know what it, what it means. So they entrust themselves completely. And there's that beautiful prayer which they utter. Sometimes you have, you know, um, young, uh, those who wish to get married, sometimes they use that prayer for their first reading. And, and it's this prayer, blessed are you, O God of our fathers. Praise be your name forever and ever. So first is praise of God, blessing of God. And then let the heavens and all your creation praise you forever. You made Adam and you gave him his wife Eve to help, to his help and support. And from these two, the human race descended. You said it is not good for man to be alone. Let us make him a partner like himself. Again, reading from the book of Genesis. Now, Lord, you know that I take this wife of mine, not because of lust, or, but for a noble purpose. Call down your mercy on me and on her and allow us to live together to a happy old age. Beautiful prayer. And we know that as they say, amen, amen. And we know that there's no longer the power of the evil is no longer there because they call upon God's grace and his love upon them. So the power of evil is no longer there. I think that we have to remember to, prayer is powerful. Prayer, especially that flows from the genuine heart, whether it's because of grief, because of whatever fear or worry, prayer is powerful. And, and it seems like it doesn't seem to respond. Did Sarah receive response right away for a prayer? No. Did Tobit receive his, you know, they were not answered. But somehow God always provides. So, you know, in the aftermath, the prayer was heard. 
and then how God prepared everything. We don't see it yet right now, how the Tobit's prayer was answered, but we'll see it next couple of days. So, so we'll see how, how God provides. But for us here, we, have, we see this, and we have this hint in our, in our prayer. We see today how God blesses married love how God blesses Mary love, but they too have to be close together and have to be close to God. The closer they are to God, the greater the blessings of a marriage, the greater the love that's there. If, if God is not part of the marriage, then marriage on a natural basis will not exactly survive, or it will not be exactly a place where there'll be a total harmony. So, so God has to be part because God is love and there's no other side to marriage except including that love, love of God within the marriage itself. So this is number one, which we can draw as, as part of that conclusion from Sarah and Tobiah, the blessing they receive, but also the consequences. And we hear today that great commandment from, from Jesus himself, that God is love, God is love. And there's no, there's no way around it. And, and hear Israel, and this is the greatest commandment. Hear Israel, remember God's people, because that's what it means, hear Israel. Remember God's people, remember the people of the covenant. You have entered a relationship covenant with God. So the Lord, our God is the Lord, is Lord alone. There's no other God. There's no other God. There's no, there's no room here for idols. There's no room for something else along God. You know, it cannot be any other value alongside God because in that case, immediately, it's, it's being idolatrous and we do not receive grace from God because we rely on something else or something, you know, alongside God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. It is a quote, Jesus quotes Book of Deuteronomy. You know, the, 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 the commandment of the love of God, the Shema, that, you know, that every Israel, man of God, woman of God, needed to learn by memory this, this, this prayer. But then the Lord includes also the second from Book of Leviticus, you shall love your neighbors yourself. And God calls this as one commandment, not two commandments. Is one commandment with two dimensions. One commandment of love, love of God, love of neighbor, and to love God uh, and with all your heart, with all your soul understanding is worth more, as the Pharisee would say, is worth more than everything else. All the sacrifices, all the prayers, because it's a concrete living out of our relationship with God. And of course, you know this, you know this, but, but we have to be reminded because the Lord says to the, to the Pharisee, the scribe, who came to him and asked him for, for that commandment. And, and since, since the Lord says, he saw that he understood, he understood that very principle. He said to them, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And was the kingdom of God is people who embrace love as principle, live the, the, God, the commandments of love. And then we see know that St. John in his letters, he would always say, if you love God, if you say you love God, but you hate your neighbor, you cannot, you're a liar, because it's not possible. It's not possible, we cannot say this. And of course, 
it's over difficult because there are many people who hurt us, who wound us, people that we remember, things they have done to us. We have hard time letting go, and we say, how can I love my neighbor? You know, even if I were to forgive, but I can't forget. And it's because there's always that powerful emotions are involved. We're not even free. We're not free to, 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 to say, Lord, I want to love, but Jesus says, love your enemies. So what does that mean? Pray for them, wish them good, do good for them, no matter what. And so it is a challenge. It's a very difficult challenge. And yet we know that there's no other way. There's no other way but to love him, to love our neighbor. And we see today in a powerful example of, of, of Charles Lawanga and the Ugandan martyrs, within a period of two years, we're talking about 1869, 1871, we have 22 young men, young men between the ages of 13 and 20, 22, 23, because there were pages, male pages for the king and, and the king wanted to use them for his own satisfaction. And they, they because they embraced Christianity, they embraced Christ, they had the courage to say no to him. They had courage to say no to him. And so the king, in fury, he says, either you reject Christianity or, or I'll, I'll kill you, all of you. I'll, I'll, I'll burn you at the stake. And all of them, one by one, one by one, said we choose to die rather than to sin, rather than to go with you. Uh, you know, in today's world, we see that courage not really there, not there. Even say, Pope Paul VI, Saint, Pope Paul VI said, in our period today, we marvel at the courage of martyrs. We marvel. And he said, we marvel because it seems like Christianity was just barely just came into the people of, of this new land right in the middle of the heart of Africa. It just, just came, it was not there, it was introduced. And these young people, not adults, these young people were willing to die for Christ, were willing to die. And, and again, it was one by one. It wasn't that all of them, first of all, one. And then, you know, you wanted to show the example of what happened to them. And yet they persevered. They sang their songs. They were not, they were willing, willing to, to offer their life, be burned alive. What an incredible example. And, and Pope Paul VI in his, in his canonization, humbly, he says, it recalls back to the glorious days of early Christianity where, where African martyrs were so courageous. We have, you know, Felicity of Perpetua, we have, we have, we have St. Anthony of, of the desert, we have Augusta, we have such incredible witnesses, both martyrs as well as witnesses to Christ, who gave the church, early church, such a powerful example of courage, love, and strength. And he said, and these new waves of martyrs in Africa, and we have them today, to the very day, starting in the 19th century, we have, we have group after groups, we're willing to die. And, and not only that, but as today's opening prayer said, that, that, is, that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of Christians. So within 15 years, 15, maybe a little less, thousands, tens of thousands of people became Christians following the example. 
And you know, again today, I, you know, a close friend of mine, Bishop in Africa, Bishop Martin, he says today is the same witness. We have witnesses, we even priests who have come to us, to a shrine, who, who are willing to, to offer their life. I have, you know, I have witnessed beautiful, wonderful priests from Africa. As one of them came to the shrine just before he returned, he says, I'm not too sure what will happen to me because I am a convert and, and I'm most likely I'm a target. So I wanted to come here to the shrine, offer my life, young, in his 30s. He says, I'm willing to die for my faith. But I was very much moved by the hymn or by others who have been here who are willing to, to offer their life. And it's not only in Africa, but we speak today because of Charles Lawanga, but there's many other parts of the world. Maybe then today, as we hear about the readings, an invitation to trust in God's providence, to trust that our prayers are answered, will be answered if they flow from the heart, the genuine love of God, even, even when we pray our misery, or the difficulties we have, Somehow God hears and somehow he answers, even if it's not immediate, somehow things fall into place. And this is why we have to rely on him, that he is trustworthy, that God can be trusted, that that prayer, Jesus, I trust in you, has to empower our us in no matter what we experience, what difficulties we experience, because God will grant us, he will give us, we live long enough and we see how things fall into place. We live long enough and somehow the Lord provides. And for all those who pray for their families, for their conversions of their children, uh, conversion of, of even perhaps their parents, that, that if they pray, do not be afraid, even if it takes 20 years of prayer. Because it's not, that's not unusual for great saints. If their parents, St. Augustine or others, after you pray for 20 years, expect something extraordinary. So keep your faith, never be discouraged. It's an investment for the future. It's greater investment than investments of 401k, whatever it is, it doesn't, you know, that is an investment for eternity, not just for the later years of our life here, but for eternity. And God, who in his mercy knows us, he knows who we are, he'll grant us the grace and he'll lead us to himself. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. 
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.